Yeah, tonight we're talking about that supply and confidence agreement announced today between the Liberals and the NDP. It allows the Liberals to stay in power, really, through uh, the fall of 2025. The agreement is broken down into seven sections, about 28 line items, including some NDP priorities, such as a national dental care program for low-income Canadians. My last guest, Liberal MP Nathaniel Erskine-Smith, says that's not an unaffordable initiative. My next guest, John Brassard, the Conservative MP for Barry Innsville and the opposition House leader, clearly disagrees. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Um, I watched the reaction from the Conservative Party today, so I have a good idea of what you think of this uh, this deal between the NDP and the Liberals. But at its very basis, politics aside, because we can understand the political calculations here, but policy-wise, what, why are, what alarms you about this deal? Well, there's, there's a lot to be alarmed about, uh, not the least of which is the, uh, the potential cost of um, you know, the, the initiatives that uh, are being discussed by both the NDP and Liberal coalition, uh, they're, they're talking about pharmacare and dental care, uh, long-term uh, programs uh, that have been costed out between the two of them at a, over $100 billion uh, for both. And, you know, when you look at the NDP platform, um, and it was costed out by the Parliamentary Budget Officer, uh, we were looking at uh, over $200 billion. So these are significant cost items, and I'm not even including any of the, the liberal wish list as it relates to the next four budgets that they're going to get supported by the NDP. But you know, i got to remind you again and remind your listeners, Ben, that you know Canada right now is about $400 billion in deficits. The debt has increased uh, in the greatest amount uh, of any prime minister in history. We're now at $1.3 trillion. My personal concern, uh, politics aside, is how are we going to be able to pay for this unholy coalition or alliance? And I'm worried about my kids, worried about my four kids, and I think Canadians should be worried about their children as well. I mean, somebody's going to have to foot the bill for this. And if not uh, if not now, then it'll have to be future generations. And I, frankly, that's that's what's concerning to me the most. Some of the initiatives put forward, I mean, a dental care program, there is sort of a partial one in Ontario. It seems like a good idea. I mean, I know it's expensive, but it seems like the kind of things we've all been talking about over the last little while, affordability, uh, protecting people who can't pay for, for the kinds of stuff they need. It seems like a good idea. Is there a way of doing it differently that doesn't involve spending a lot of money? I'm not sure about that uh, because those programs have been costed out. Uh, dental program, uh, I think the the dollar amount of that was around $45 billion. Uh, the PharmaCare program was similar to that. I think, uh, you know, th- these are all, these are not figures that I'm, I'm, I'm making up. These are actual numbers that were studied at committee uh, because, you know, these programs over the course of these many years have been studied at committee. And, and you're right. I mean, there are Canadians who don't have dental care plans, uh, but this is a significant cost to that. And the other thing too, the way the agreement uh, is, is stated is that, uh, you know, families under $90,000 will receive the dental care uh, with an income of less than $90,000. Uh, but 
you know, you know, that's those are important issues. The financial part of it, it's the practicality of the implementation of it, Ben. That that is uh, difficult because many of these initiatives fall under provincial jurisdiction. Uh, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, obviously the the federal government can leverage uh, through a pharmacare plan, uh, through uh, procurement, and all of that stuff, which they should be doing. And in fact, Ronna Ambrose, previous leader of the party, uh, uh, interim leader of the party, uh, was investigating that in her time uh, in government. But these are these, you know, these do come with a, a significant price tag. And so, uh, you know, that's that's concerning. But, you know, there are ways that we can look at dental plan if the pharma care plan, if there are ways of looking at those that, uh, you know, benefit, uh, you know, significantly those people who don't otherwise have those plans, then yes, we should be looking at that. But the way the costing has been, uh, has been figured out, uh, uh, you know, from what we've seen previously with the parliamentary budget, budget officer, we're looking at a hundred billion dollar price tag here. I'm glad you called it an alliance. I'm trying to get my listeners to understand it's not a coalition by its definition, even though politically you could call it so, but by definition, it's a supply and confidence agreement. We had one out here in BC. We're all very familiar with how it works. Uh, who's the big loser today, do you think, uh, Mr. Brassard? Is it Jagmeet Singh? Is it uh, who's who's won and who's lost today, do you think? Other than I know you'll say the Canadian taxpayer, but uh, above, <laughs> and be, above and beyond that, who do you think's won and lost? Well, you said it for me, and I think future generations have lost as well based on the cost of this. But, um, you know, obviously, uh, the Prime Minister, I, I, I don't understand the rationale for it, Ben, to be quite frank, because uh, since the election in 2021, he has effectively had the NDP in his back pocket supporting almost every piece of legislation that that's come through. Um, I, I think that this was a power grab by the prime minister uh, to get the majority. I know that they're talking about stability and certainty. Uh, they effectively had that. And, uh, you know, I'm not buying into their narrative and, and they've sort of set that narrative today that uh, in question period, that parliament uh, was dysfunctional, toxic. And uh, look, our job as an opposition is to, to oppose and support those things that we can support and oppose those things that we can't. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't I don't see any reason why the prime minister would enter into this uh, this alliance uh, coalition, whatever you want to call it with the NDP, because he basically had their support. And in some circumstances, uh, he had the support of the Bloc Québécois. So uh, this is this is nothing but a pure power grab. And, you know, the other thing that I'll say to you, too, Ben, is, uh, you know, when you look through the document, the release of the, from the prime minister's office, uh, they talk about uh, the leaders meeting once per quarter, regular house leaders meetings, regular whip meetings, uh, monthly stock take meetings, they call them by an oversight group of liberal and NDP MPs, as well as staff. I mean, if that doesn't constitute, uh, you know, a coalition to the effect that, you know, they're going to be meeting regularly without the official opposition as part of those meetings, or even uh, the third party, the Bloc Québécois, uh, they're basically going to be discussing things uh, in advance of uh, issues coming to Parliament, whether they're legislative uh, or other policy issues. And so they the, uh, the NDP has certainly, uh, uh, you know, found a cozy comfort spot with uh, the Liberals in this point. And I do think, you know, Mr. Singh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't quite understand his rationale. Uh, he was clearly capable of supporting things that he thought uh, were supportable with the uh, Liberals and he could have opposed. Um, but uh, I think, uh, you know, he's obviously getting things in this, uh, at least on the surface, he's getting 
some significant uh, uh, issues uh, that are going to be resolved. But I, I, I don't know how this is going to play out at the end for him. Uh, but certainly uh, from a prime minister's standpoint, he's got himself a majority. And a majority, I'll remind you, that wasn't given to him in September of 2021, Ben. Um, you know, he was elected with a minority government and there was a strong reason for that. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, clearly the NDP will have to answer to their own voters in this. Together, the two parties have 180 seats. That's a lot of seats. They got more than 50% of the vote in the last election combined. But uh, when you create an alliance with another party, you answer to your own voters ultimately. John Brassard, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you.